it's coming home. It's coming home. Football is coming home. But before then, it's 8.35. We are live. We are unscripted. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Welcome to Hop. I have with me this morning the queen of property, the dame of Devon, Katie Grifter Griffin. Good morning. Good morning, Grifter. How are you? Oh, I'm good, thank you, Martin. That is an exceptionally tippity top top um, start to our podcast, which I would like to let everybody know because we've been so busy. We're not really sure what we're going to chat about today because we've had like five minutes of catch up, most of which have been me showing things to Martin. That sounds completely wrong, which has just been making him laugh, but which are totally inappropriate and we can't show on House of Property. <laughs> So you wanted to talk about it, and we said no. But we're not having swear words on House of Property. No. How has your week been? It's been good. It's been good. Obviously, same old challenges. I think um, the phones have been a bit quieter. Mm. Now, I don't want to go along with the headlines that are all out there, and you know, cliff edge, and everything's going to be a disaster, and it's the end of the world on the first of July. Um, but it has been a little bit quieter. But actually, in a way. That's been fantastic because I've been able to get back to basics. I've been able to pick up the phone to a client and just and just give a bit more of that customer care and that service where we haven't been able to do that because we've been kind of heads down and running. Obviously, hope none of my competitors are listening to this. Um, and um, and no, so it's been busy. So some really nice completions starting to happen, but also a few wobbles. So people getting a little bit stressed. You know, there's no way we're gonna, no way we're gonna hit this, or I can't possibly move. And and again, so it's just it's putting your virtual arms around your clients and just saying everything's gonna be okay. It's a process we're doing. It's a step by step journey. Let's just be sensible. Don't cut your nose off to spite your face, and let's just do goddamn do this. So it's, yeah, a week wow. of ups and downs, actually. Wow. <laughs> and the weather's just blinging change. So I did my hair this morning, got caught in the rain. I, I yeah. see that you, you haven't done your hair this morning. but I um... can tell. I've not been out this morning. It also rained a little bit here in North Norfolk. So you talked very briefly then about house prices and lots mm -hmm. of property industry I this morning. House yeah. prices are going to call Office of National Statistics. House prices are going to drop. Um, are they? I, I don't Ooh, think they are. Yeah, sorry, sorry about that. Um, I don't think I've had a really stressful morning already. Um, it's only 8.37. Um, I don't think they are, but the, I've printed off this morning that um, obviously the headline in Pi is house prices set to fall as stamp duty end or end date looms. But but are they? Are they really? Because a lot of the, this sort of hype and the increase in, in values of property have been not because of the stamp duty. So why are we putting it out there and making it this big issue? It, it's just... It's just really very silly. But they're saying that the Office for National Statistics, the ONS house price index, which was released yesterday, um, says that property prices eased in April, um, ending 11 consecutive months of increases. So it's saying that the average house um, or the average price of a home increased by 8.9% in the year to April 2021, down from 9.9% in the year to March 2021. So... London's got the lowest ground. I'm just going to throw that over there because actually every bit of the of the UK is different and, and you've got small regional variances and it's only us that know what's happening on the ground. And I, it doesn't feel like there's been a 1% drop since um, from, from March to April. It doesn't feel like that. We're all obviously chasing that stock down. Um, but you had quite a good analogy with another industry, didn't you? Well, it's interesting, isn't it? Because... Um... Go back to 
and you, I think you were old enough to remember 2007, 2008. We go back to the financial crash 2007, 2008. And if you, I remember at the time, the trends within the housing market very much mirrored the trends within the secondhand car sales market, which you could argue are potentially for lots of people, some of the bigger investments that they make or bigger purchases that they make in their lives. And as the housing market started to drop, the volume of secondhand cars started to drop. Interesting for those of you that watched the 10 o'clock news last night that the secondhand car market in the UK, having slumped during the first lockdown last year, is absolutely rocketing. The price of secondhand cars is going up tremendously at a greater rate than house prices. Um, the dealer from Nuneaton in Warwickshire that was featured on the news last night talked about the fact that when he puts a car as sold on his website, other people are going and bidding over and above the price that he was asking for it. So gazumping within the house, within the car market. Um, I don't remember there being stamp duty charged on secondhand cars. Um, so, you know, people are feeling a little bit richer at the moment. They, you know, they've not been able to spend their money. That bottom right-hand corner of their bank statement, for some, if they've been receiving furlough or they've been continuing to earn, mm. is healthier than it has been. And they've not been able to go out and have luxury holidays and, and time yeah. away and, and, and lots of meals out in the week. Um, borrowing money is still very low. The housing market is still a key cornerstone of our prime minister's um, feel-good factor for the UK coming out of Brexit, coming out of um, a COVID market, a COVID um, pandemic. And for the first time ever, I think, isn't it, that the mm -hmm. housing market is not following the trends of the yeah. general economy out there in the UK. So it's actually very difficult to predict what's going to happen in prices. But I don't believe personally that it all hinges on a stepping down of a stamp duty um, incentive that's going to come to an end in a fortnight's time. I may be proven completely wrong, but I just think there's too many other factors out there that'll keep us going out there. There's still very much a um, fear of missing out mentality. Yeah. We still have an imbalance between supply and demand. But the big key that you quite rightly said is that there are hundreds of hundreds and hundreds of housing markets out there. We mm. talk about the global one within the UK, but there's hundreds of housing markets out there which can be affected by school catchment areas by infrastructure changes by social changes like people wanting to move to the coast of the country lots and lots of different housing markets out there so um fascinating times when it comes to house prices but at the moment don't moan about it let's just yeah. enjoy it while it's there shall we it's not the end of the world. That's what we've got to look at. There's going to be you know, more markets coming out. And, and we always say, don't we, in a harder market, the cream rises to the to the top. It sorts the men from the boys, if I can say that. No, you can't. Um, I can't. It's, it's, not, it's not diverse and inclusive, no. is it? Sorry about that. But everyone knows what I mean. Um, and uh, yeah, so, but it will be the end of the world if us agents keep dropping our fees. Because I mean, <laughs> where, where do you stop? What, you go, I'm going to do it for a pound i'm gonna do it for 10 pound i'll sell your house for 50p where where is it gonna stop and this is just it's so silly we've got to come back and and i know i harped on about it last week but it's oh, it's so frustrating so you use the car industry as an analogy 
I watched the other night when I couldn't sleep um, a, a trashy American TV um, program where they they uh, bid um, on moving items from one part of, of America to another. Um, so they might have like a golden goddess statue that they want taking from Chicago to somewhere else. Um, and um, and people bid on it on this website. And, uh, and so someone puts in £5,000 it's going to cost to me and it's like I've no 1,000 miles. Um, and it goes all the way down to like $500. And it, you show the people that have got that winning, winning bid. And they're sat there and they're going, well, actually, do you know what? If I drive really slowly, I can get more miles to the gallon. Um, but I've got to, they've got a deadline to obviously deliver this golden goddess or this package. Um, and, and he's just, you know, he pulls over by the side of the road, has to wee in a bucket and then works out at the end that actually he's made $11. And you just think, it's that, let's not, let's not be like that man. Now, I know... Obviously, I went camping and there was a little bit of wild weeing involved. Um, and, <laughs> and and in my house currently, we only have one toilet. I'm having a new bathroom fitted because my children just are a nightmare. We only have one toilet in the in what the, about the other seven. <laughs> well, I've only got one toilet, like properly operation. It's a disaster, according to my children. So maybe does that. The, does the cool. butler bring a bucket or? Oh, you're so funny. You're so funny. Anyway, let's hope I don't have to keep weighing in a bucket and let's not bid ourselves down and down and down on the fees because we are worth more than that. Uh, maybe take some time. People who are watching this, work out how much does it cost to sell your property or sell a house? How much does it cost to, to list a letting uh, property? You know, what's the point of doing it for zero tenant fine fees and 4% a month? I mean, you know, we... You've got to make some money, otherwise we will find it's the end of the world. Will you it do it? Is the one, it's the one topic that I the biggest response I've had personally on all of our twenty-nine mm. podcasts. Is twenty-nine this one? Twenty-nine yeah. podcasts that we've done out of everything we've talked about, and we've talked about some pretty chunky stuff. Um, I've had more messages about fees after last week's show than anything else, and especially the line that people are and it's not everybody you know not all fees are dropping some people are really capitalizing on this time yeah. and fees are, are, are actually growing and they're making that their point of difference mm -hmm. um but that line far better in my pocket than somebody else's um and that's what niggles at the back of our mind when we're sat there in the lounge saying well your other competitor will do it for a lot cheaper well you know it's um defend 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 and then make your commercial decision are you going to capitulate because it's a wonderful board spot or you'll get lots of other inquiries out of it or they'll take all your ancillary income, but defend, 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 then look at no. capitulating. Um, but um, very much fear of missing out was the thing that Definitely. people kept messaging me about. And I get it. I get it. It's very difficult. And there will be houses that you buy in. But I don't have a greater strategy than that. You yeah, know? definitely. Now, a couple of things I found this week. So we've talked in the past about best and final offers. But actually, I've had quite a few. And this is three buyers who turned around and said, right, how are we? How are you going to sell this property? And I said, well, lots of interest. So it's likely we're going to um, go to best and final bids. And they go, oh, that's not fair. And, and I haven't heard this for a very long time, but literally in the space of 48 hours, I've had three potential buyers um, you know, say to me, that's not fair. So I've said, well, well, why is that not fair? I, I am duty bound to get the best possible price in the market for my client. And they said, no, no, we, we prefer an auction. So Ooh. I thought that's quite, yeah, that's so. Uh, and the reason why is all three of those potential buyers have all missed out on multiple properties and they're a bit fed up. And they've said, you know what? 
put me in the room at a room auction. Obviously, I can do that, but um, let's do it. Let's do an auction. And, and I probably would pay more at auction because I could see what the other party were offering. So we, do, you know, so it's it's interesting. How would you deal with that? Well, it's difficult, isn't it? Mm. Um, but it's um, it was good to see John's comment about the fact that you walk away from business. I think you do pick yeah. the pick your client that's going to work for you and your business. Um, yeah, it's tricky that one, isn't it? Craig, mm. you sent me a nice curveball there, Griff. Trimity, thanks very much. Um, <laughs> but auction's interesting because you know we do work in a, with a commodity that people buy with their heart more than their head. You know, when yeah. you sat there in a viewing and somebody turned around and said, "I can see my Christmas tree in this window," you know that they're going to buy that mm. house, or whatever. Um, and when they are wrapped up in the homes under the hammer, people get more used to, you know, homes under the hammer still gets over a million views every time that it's shown. I'm sure that it's normally students, but um, not with day chasers. But um, still gets over a million views every time it's on. Look at Selling Sunsets. People are obsessed with that program. Um, and more and more people are 100% into how we can look at buying properties, flipping properties, buying properties at auction and i quite like it i think the transparency of an auction um if that especially a conventional auction but even a modern method of auction where effectively you're buying the you're bidding yeah. for the option um makes it far more transparent and i think actually that's what people want now isn't it transparency yeah. you know this cloak and daggers this smoke and mirrors of estate agency and house house yeah. selling turns people off they want transparency and they'll pay a full price for it they want but it's got but they want to know what's transparent but yeah. interesting that people don't like best and final offers yet that's yeah. the guidance of all our industry leaders on how yeah. to deal with um with with multiple offers and i think it does keep it clean and tidy but um yeah. but in a very i still believe that best of final offer should be done very much in a traditional way where even if it's i mean it should really be in the envelopes open on the day with your client um or your client's lawyers do things in that way then i think it becomes an event for the vendor and um it's handled properly what yeah. people feel uncomfortable about is i sent an email 48 hours before which means that the negotiator does know what i'm going to be bidding um so much prefer it when it's um in its most yeah. conventional sense so just moving on to marketing then um have you nudged anyone this week oh you can't touch people it's a is they don't like us in the offices nowadays. Um, but in COVID times, you know what I mean? I'm struggling with a handshake or a high five, let alone a nudge. Um, no, I don't think I've nudged anybody. Have you nudged anybody? Well, I haven't nudged. Nudge, nudge. I haven't nudged anyone, but I've been looking at nudge marketing, which has been Ooh. really quite interesting. So so every day we all make little choices, don't we, that impact on our lives. You know, do I do I take the stairs to go to the office? Do do I take the lift if you've got a lift in your office? Um, do, should we get Chinese tonight or pizza? Uh, what colour socks should I wear? Should I wear socks today? Um, now imagine if you made each of those little choices or little decisions in the same way that you would choose to buy a house. Well, you'd, you'd be blinking exhausted. You? You'd, you'd be late to the office you'd be hungry you'd probably leave the house with no you know bare foot um, at least i probably would because i'm quite indecisive um but this is why we as humans use shortcuts in our decision making processes okay now I, i'm getting there so nudge marketing is one of those shortcuts i'm pleased about that <laughs> <laughs> and it's a really powerful conversion tool and it's just something that i've looked at um it makes your kind of like whole experience and i'm using shopping because you use it more in retail 
retail and, and e-commerce. But I've just thought, you know what, we could really use this nudge marketing um, in, in agency. Um, and it's it's designed to make everything streamlined and less stressful. It's not about tricking your customers, but helping them decide with less stress. And one of the really, really cool examples of nudge marketing that I've received is, um, and I'm going to hold it up, but it's the the text from the NHS about your vaccine, that 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 text, I'm holding that up, yeah? Yep. And actually I read it and thought, oh God, that's really exciting. I can have my jab, it's so cool. But there's a massive amount of work has gone into this and, and none of us knew. So basically it indicates, it says, you have reached the top of the queue. Now that is telling us that, oh my God, you, you, you feel invested because you've reached the top. You know, you, it motivates your behavior. It is, you know, the, the need for your social status, you're at the top and then the queue. Well, there's demand because you're now at the top of the queue. You're first in the line. It, you make this so popular, people assume it must be good. And then it goes on to say, and you are at priority. So priority, wow, that's phenomenal. You're making it feel scarce. So there's an urgency to get out there and quick, press the button, go and book your, you know, your jab. Um, and then it says your priority for getting a free NHS COVID-19 vaccine. So free. It makes people feel indebted, so they're more likely to go ahead with the action. And then NHS is, is the credible messenger, so people accept the message. So there's been a massive amount of money and time invested on using these key words. And quite a few of us go, quick, let's put a text out on our system, get it out there. You know, let's, or I'm texting a potential client, or I want that listing, or I'm sending an update. But actually, I think we really just need to sit and think about the words that you use. And this sort of, I think, 19 or 20 words that are in this NHS text are really very powerful. So it's, it's getting people to do what you want, nudge marketing. And I just think there's a whole thing behind this that we could definitely, definitely do do more. It's about you can make the customer journey quicker. You can personalize it. And at the end of the day, uh, you can alleviate that pain. And, and they, in nudge marketing, they alleviate the pain at checkout. But actually, you can alleviate the pain when someone's kind of negotiating your fee. Um, you know, so you can turn it right back to a state agency just by using some key words. And, and it's all about the seller. It's all about the landlord. It's not about you. And then this is what nudge marketing is all about. I just, I've just got on like, wow, this is phenomenal. This nudge. This marketing. is brilliant, isn't it? This is brilliant. A, I love the fact that you talk about the customer customer journey and just sort of, you know, people don't understand buying and selling properties. They don't do it very often now. It used to be seven years when we were trainees. Now it's like twenty seven years or something ridiculous. Yeah. You don't see the repeat clients as much as you used to selling their main home so guiding them through the through the journey you know and it's actually changing all the time so i love that that's good language it's good isn't it it's like the it's like the and certain phases isn't it you know i was trying to teach my negs to turn around and say would you be open-minded to you know because it's a uh, or something like um uh, it may not be for you but and all of a sudden people want it then don't they when yeah. it's sort of, so the use of the um Use of the English language is very good. Um, and just on the NHS, I think two of my friends who normally watch this show are currently having a huge amount of help from the NHS. Um, and um, Clive and Tamsin, um, we're thinking of both of you. Well done, NHS. You are mega. Um, but interesting what you're saying about little decisions that make a big impact. Sliding doors moment. Yeah. And um, I was reminiscing with some negotiators yesterday i was being asked i did an interview I did an interview with a um a trainee 
And I said, have you got any questions for me? He went on to grill me for half an hour about how I got into the industry, what's been my biggest challenge. To... He, wow. was, he was brilliant. He's definitely getting a job. Um, but um, he um, he asked me how did I get into the industry. And it reminded me, especially with Father's Day around the corner, that my career in a state agency I owe to my father and um, scarily. Because I was doing, I asked my dad's help when we were doing the work experience. You know, when you were at school, you did work experience for a week. Dad, mm -hmm. do you know anybody in town that I can go and do some work experience with? And he rang two people. One was an estate agent. One was owned a printing, show, printing firm. And um, the estate agent rang him back first. Imagine if the printing firm had rang him back first. Where would I be now? You know, it would we, be. Um, what are you talking about? About cyan and um, a different yes. and weight of paper. This is only eighty grams. <laughs> I'd wear one of those very short sleeve shirts and maybe look like either a bus driver or a photocopy of it. Um, but interesting, isn't it? Um, what a big impact little decisions can make on your life. Um, and on that, it's Father's Day on yeah, Sunday, um, which is um, a fabulous day. Are, Have you you... Are you gifting to your dad? Well, I gifted my father. He came to visit uh, as in North Norfolk a couple of weeks ago, and um, I took him out for a slap-up meal. Um, so if he's expecting a gift, that was it a couple of weeks ago. He normally watches. I'm sure he'll make some sarcastic comment. Um, although I have got um, um, a nice card going out his way. and. Um, and um, I'm seeing him next week. He doesn't know that bit yet, but I'm seeing him next week. Um, so have you um, bought your father anything? Yeah, so I have I have got my dad a couple of things. And I can I can obviously show it on the podcast because I've discovered this week that none of my friends or my family watch the podcast. So I can tell everyone what I'm getting my son for his birthday tomorrow because my family don't listen. Actually, apart from my mum. So mum, if you're watching, don't, don't tell dad. Anyway, I've discovered this fantastic uh, online um, shop that sells chocolate and it's called sweary chocolate and on the box on the outside there's a sticker and it says don't open if you're easily offended um and i've actually got this i'm kind of trying to decide but what to do but i'm just holding this up so basically what they do is um they, they mix the the two chocolate bars together um but the one i've, I've actually this is um twix and kit kat merged i'm not going to say it because martin doesn't like me swearing on the show um but um, the one that I've actually got him, which is at home, all packaged up, is actually um, Aero, yeah, and Malteser, which smell, which <laughs> I can't even talk now, spell because I'm laughing. Um, spells ass, which I just thought was really funny. And the one I'm holding up says twat, and it's really, really good chocolate. Anyway, I should move on. Sorry about that. <laughs> Sorry about that. Sweary choc choc, excellent, good stuff, good stuff. Now we um, talked. Go on. Just on. Um, it's your son's birthday tomorrow. Is there another birthday in the family this week? Yes, it's my birthday too. Is it? Mm, I like sharing. I like sharing birthdays. Yeah, you do. Yeah, yeah. and I'm working all day. I'm working all day. I've got a really busy day. I always work on my birthday, but I actually quite like it. And then, and then you just occasionally just mention to people it's my birthday today, and they're like, oh. But do you know, actually, one thing that's really struck me this week, which I have to mention, is it a big one? No. It's just, it's just one in the middle, a sort of fish. And actually, fish. do you know, I thought I was going to be 50 next year, but I've got it wrong and it's the year after. So that's, I'm, I'm winning at hey. life. I'm winning life. Um, and I had a, a card, a lovely yellow card, uh, posted to me yesterday, and I opened it up. Um, and all the girls didn't go, wait until your birthday. No, because it didn't say wait until the 18th. Of I can't. I just can't wait. God, I can't. I can't. Um, and, and I opened it up and it was a really, really lovely birthday card um, from Stephen Brown. And I just thought, oh, my God, I felt 
really special and it was just a really kind thing to do and I just just how nice is that you know it's paying it forward it's just it made me stop and think and go oh what a really kind gesture that's a mm. that's a really lovely thing to do so top fellow isn't he yeah top fella. one of life's good guys and I've been obviously putting my feet up after smashing my steps on Saturday, doing a 28-kilometre walk. I did 41,000 steps. And just remind everybody what this was for. So this was for Property Mark, um, presidential charity, uh, raising money for young minds. And I think we all could do sort of a five or a 10K walk. Whatever you wanted to do, it was just to, to get out there, get the fresh air for mental health, but also to help the Young Minds charity. But I decided to smash it because you know how I like a challenge. Um, and so my friend Jane and uh, my daughter Evie, she did part of it as well, which was phenomenal. She did 14 kilometers um, and it was a blinking hot day. And I can tell you the pint at the end when we got to Timber on the beach, I think the best thing I've ever taken, nectar of the gods it was. It was just Good. amazing. And then the Prosecco afterwards was great as well. Anyway, so, and then we were chatting about challenges and what we should be doing next. And as you know, I'm a bit of a runner, but I've kind of like fallen out of love with running because I've just seen to bloody work all the time. So our challenge we've decided to do for July is we're going to both get back into running and we're going to run that um that uh, Templar way. So from Haytor on Dartmoor all the way down to the coast at Timmouth. So we're going to run that. So have you got any challenges for July, Martin? Have you got anything that you're kind of like going, right, I'm going to do this? Survival. Um, <laughs> the, um, <laughs> lots of weekends planned in, up, in July. Survival. Sorry? Standing up on a paddleboard. I did gonna... stand up on a paddleboard. I also fell in at the weekend, but there we go. If anybody saw any articles in the news that there was a whale in Wells Harbour. That was actually me falling off a paddleboard. Um, no, congratulations on that. Great effort for all the presidential team and everybody at Property Mark, and particularly well done to you, Grifter. Um, that is very good, and happy birthday, 50th birthday for tomorrow. <laughs> um, so, by the week, by the week, um, you know mm. I love a joke. In fact, I went to the zoo the other day. Yeah. <laughs> they only had one dog. <laughs> one dog. It was a shit zoo. Um, <laughs> I love that. I love that. Thank one. you, Amy Shields by Julian O'Dell or the other way around. Um, but I have got my by the week. Can you see that? Ooh, yeah. Fantastic dad jokes. 100 dad jokes. So if you thought we were going to give up this podcast after 29 episodes, we've got another 100 jokes to get through. So we are, <laughs> we are well and truly here. Um, um, have you um, got any buyers of the week this week? I have. It's still on that. Mine always seem to be on sweets, chocolate or food. Um, so I'm, I've am i got um, this sort of like online pick and mix and the online sweet shop that you can do, which, again, it's all about the packaging. It's all of it. I've got licorice in here because none of my family likes licorice. and um, But I love it. Licorice and Parma Violets. And no one else in my family likes it. So that means that I get to eat what I want. And it says here, hashtag stay sweet. I liked that. Being a grown-up isn't the same. Christmas isn't as fun. Supermarkets are a chore. And who invented bills? We're on a mission to bring back childhood joy. We can't say thank you enough for joining the sweet revolution. How cool is that? Wow, good. So that's Did you some words again, isn't it? 
Good. Really, yes, really strong, you know, clear direction there. So I should be working my way through those later. Um, and, and I have, I do shop locally. So we've got lovely sweet shops, local, but there's a specific type of sweet that I had to try and find for my son. And obviously because he doesn't listen, it doesn't matter, which are like red and white sort of like jelly sweets. And the only place I could find them was at this online pick and mix. I have gone to the local sweet shops to get them ordered. Couldn't, couldn't get them. Um, and, uh, Absolutely fantastic. Brilliant. Can't wait. And that's actually quite interesting. So we talked again before about shopping locally. And I, I've got um, I've, I'm planning a, a big celebration um, for for somebody. And I can't really say a lot about it. But um, and so I do a lot of research behind the scenes and kind of Facebook messaging various local companies. Oh, my God, the number that don't come back to you and you try several times going, could you help me with this? I need I need and I have to be really careful because she listens to the show. Um, and um, and I've just been really surprised because we get a right old kicking if, you know, once a year, I think, isn't it? That the right me have come out and go, oh, 60 percent of you don't answer the phone within 30 seconds and the calls go unanswered. But I was really surprised that that local companies doing some really cool things. So florists confectioners, um, you know, party planners, all of that, and they just don't come back to you. And I just, mm. I, I know that when my phone pings and there's a Facebook message comes up or something on Instagram, then you, you know, you're on it straight away. And I, I know that catering so and all of that. What? So the, really, oh, I'm not letting it go. So it. what? <laughs> Instagrammer? Is Instagram. that on the Google? Oh, don't. But I just I thought it was really interesting. You put all your Have a hard chat with work. Your children, would you? you put all this hard work in, and then some. You don't. You don't respond on a message, and you've lost that lead. And I think yes. that, you know, like I said, we get a really good kicking about it. But it's yeah, interesting. But social media, TikTok, does it work? Do we sell houses through it? You know, in Instagram, there are loads of lovely pictures. I've put coffee up and beautiful homes and coming soon and sneak peeks. But does it work? Well, I think it gets messages out of it. I put something on our Facebook group about um, social media, Facebook page about social media, um, because I've shown it to a few people over the last week. I thought it was very funny, but they all said that they were too young to understand what I was talking about. So very interested to hear what our listeners think about the um, post I put on. And the program is Hello, Hello, not Faulty Towers, as somebody said to me yesterday. Um so um, please let me know how old you need to be to be that, but uh, to be able to enjoy that joke. But um, social media, yes, it's got to be. Keep going with social media. It's getting knocked in the industry. It isn't a waste of time. I do wonder how much doing a dance on TikTok is necessarily going to make it, you give the right um, impression of you in your community. Yeah. But lots and lots of uses for social media. Be, be creative. Don't copy other people. Give it a go. Sometimes it works. Sometimes it doesn't. Um, give it a go. And um, does it sell houses? That's what you say, isn't it? Dish. Yeah, dish. Everything. Yeah. Does it sell houses? I like that. Yeah. But I just think you've got to just have your plan, haven't you? And you've just got to keep working it through and working it through. But it's just it's like keeping in touch with, say, a newsletter. You might. Isn't it something like you seven touches or 11 touches that you have with someone on, and a potential vendor or landlord is watching your website and watching what you do for you know, 12 months or two years and you do all of this and you have it, you keep in touch and you do do your newsletters and your funnels and your community stuff. And then a new agent rocks up into town, um, offers 0% fees and that person you've been nurturing for two years buggers off down the road with them. <laughs> so, <laughs> Or no sells problem. privately. 
No such, th oh, no such thing as uh, customer loyalty. Yeah, private selling. I, I've had a vendor ring me this week, um, who, again, who I've been nurturing for a period of time, who's come out and said, do you know, I know I promised you this listing. And it's a big one. You know, we're talking sort of 1.3, 1.4 million. Um, and, and I know that it will go like a hotcake and there will be plenty of people wanting it. And she's going, I'm thrilled. I've got a private buyer. Well, what price are you if you agreed? Well, we, you valued it a year ago. It's a bit, but the house prices have moved along. My advice is you need to come to the market. If we subsequently sell it to your private buyer, then I will reduce my fees. But you need to get out to the market to get that best price. So I think sometimes private sellers, it's a bit of like, mm, oh, loads of people want it, but you've just got one person if you pop it up on Facebook or someone knows someone else and you, and you sell it, you, you're not, you're not getting the best price you could miss out. There's a clear message there, isn't it? I, mm -hmm. the, the, as the estate agent, I will get you the best price by selling without me. It could cost you thousands of pounds. It may cost you a couple more thousands of pounds more than my competitors to use me, but I will get you the best price. Um, very strong message. And also nothing provokes a response from somebody more than a little bit of scaring. And if mm. you're scared, you're going to lose thousands of pounds by selling privately. Use a, use a, um an estate agent that's quite a strong message love that nice way to end the show yeah well it's back to that wording again so i'm going to pop up the um how we kind of broken down that nhs text um in our facebook page i should pop that up there and some key words that you can start start using we're only giving you a few little tips because obviously martin and i both need our little niche with our competitors watching us last week we promised that we would review um some books i've got a world without email i'm afraid i've only managed to skim through it because it's a bit of a chunky old devil um, at the moment um but we will be doing our book review next week uh which i know some of you have been really looking forward to so without further ado i hope that we have educated entertained and inspired you yet again this week and we'll be back for our 30th episode next thursday have a great week everyone come on england <laughs>